This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on today's show, we dive into the world of jiu-jitsu with a world champion as she gives an insight on the sacrifices, the battles she's had on and off the mat, what it takes to be on top of your game as an international athlete, only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Guys, what a show we have in store. It's not every day, and I say this with my heart, it's not every day we have a world champion in the studio. It's not every day we have a woman who embodies female empowerment. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure I introduce to you the Iraqi women's jiu-jitsu world champion, Ishtar Azawi. Woo! Ishtar, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Omar, for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And Ishtar, I got plenty to ask you, so I'm going to jump straight into it. Now, it's so empowering to see your development in the sport. I'm sure there's so many young females listening to the story and getting inspired. Tell me more about your journey. Well, Omar, um, well, my journey basically started... Um, when I moved to the UAE about eight years ago, I was looking for a self-defense sport. So I went through several martial arts, boxing, etc. Mm-hmm. And then I found that um, jiu-jitsu was the most empowering sport for me, seeing as I came from um, an attack that happened in London wow. quite a while ago, like I told you before. Yeah. So I felt like I needed to learn how to defend myself, and I felt that jiu-jitsu was the only sport that was real right right you know amazing and and you you spoke about that attack in london so that attack in london got you inspired to defend yourself right exactly and and so having battled that and experienced that you started from fresh here to find something that meets your requirements yeah yeah and how did you do to do that for you so basically it started off just uh to learn how to defend myself Mm -hmm. i didn't think to go into competition or anything right but then it just evolved into, you know, mental strength. And I think that journey took me into competing and having the courage to be able to compete. So that mental journey is mm-hmm. the journey that I always speak about much and more than the physical. And that is probably inspiring for a lot of people who are listening because you started from scratch yeah. in London. And then you come over here and you carry that mindset to be able to to take a big step in a world that was very unfamiliar to you, right? right, And when you did that, what was the first thing? Let's say the first day you you, you entered the, was it dojo? Is it a gym? Mm -hmm. It's a dojo, right? So let's say you entered the dojo. What's the first thing that's going through your mind? Honestly, Omar, the first day I entered that dojo, I just felt, wow, this is home. Right. Yeah, I felt like I was in my place. Right. And and you said you'd experienced other uh, martial arts, like the boxing and all that kind of stuff. But what was it about jiu-jitsu that just did it for you i felt that it was uh if i was on the streets 
and someone was to attack me yeah that is the reality jiu-jitsu you end up on the floor right you know right there's no point of me learning how to punch someone stand up and i end up on the floor interesting you know interesting. and that's and that's what happened i went into that dojo and i just got into a situation where i was on the floor right and if someone was trying to attack me i would know what to do so that's where i felt the most confident amazing and and again it takes a lot of guts okay as a female to enter let's say a predominantly male is it, is it fair to say a predominantly male sport at that time at that time yes right excellent. 100%. now what i'm getting at now if anyone wants to take part for the first time and wants to do an ishtar azawi <laughs> right they want to do an ishtar azawi and they want to get involved what is required to do so and, and what can be expected for for a complete beginner yeah well i think the only advice i would give is to keep your ego outside love that okay yeah. can you tell me a bit more about that so i mean it's something completely different to anything that you've ever tried before right. you are completely out of your comfort zone you are being choked out by a complete stranger <laughs> yeah so you have to be okay with that yeah. and for those that don't know what choked out is guys it this is a sport that embodies many different uh techniques and routines that you're going to be placed in that you have to adjust and maneuver yourself out of and when she stays choked out that's one of the things we have to kind of bring on board especially for a new beginner who's coming into a world of their own right yeah. but if you have any questions for Ishtar Azawi and you're with us on Pulse95 text us on 4215 or send us a message on Instagram live at Omar Alduri or Ishtar Azawi, is that right? Yep. Right? And coming up next, more on Ishtar, raising awareness, and how she's using the platform to inspire others. You, want, you don't want to miss it, guys. Only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. And today we have a special guest, Ishtar Azawi. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Omar. And we talked about in the beginning quite a bit in terms of how you entered the sport. But welcome back to what we are talking about today. The topics are Jiu-Jitsu and the world champion entering the sport. Now, Ishtar. What kind of obstacles have you faced entering the sport? And now that you have a platform, has it been challenging in raising awareness? Um, challenges. So I think uh, some of the challenges that I went through in the beginning was, um, I don't think it was uh, very welcomed for uh, Iraqi female. To for a into, female, let alone an Iraqi yeah, female, right? Yeah. Um, to go into uh, a combat sport like that. Um, especially because it's a very close contact kind of sport, you know. Mm -hmm. So for the community, it was a bit... Uh, what was the reaction of the community when they see you coming on? I think it was mixed reactions in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of questions as to, you know, who do I train with? How does it happen? You know, like, do I train with guys, girls, you know? So, I mean, I think there was a lot of uh, education that went out, you know. But in the last couple of years, I think Abu Dhabi and the UAE has done an amazing job in raising awareness yeah, yeah, and sure. educating uh, everyone on the sport. So it's become more mainstream now and, and people understand the sport better. 
And the key term you said there was education. Now, I love the I love the word mindset. Okay, I love the word uh, education, and those are things you had to tackle when entering. But when you did that, how do you how do you put that into words when you are now inspiring the youth, not just the females, but also the Iraqi females? How how do you how do you take that on board on your shoulders? I think. Um the way I am now is I just think everything that I'm doing, I'm setting an example. Mm-hmm. So I watch everything that I do, right. you know, because there's a whole nation behind me. Yeah. You know? To be the first woman in the national team, that means there are going to be thousands after me. So I need to set the right footsteps, you know. Love that. So, so the responsibility that you carry, yeah. Yeah. right, is not just for one or two people. No. It's not just for, let's say, a team. But it's a nation. It is. So, like, pretty much all eyes are on you. <laughs> it is. Right? No pressure. <laughs> okay, exactly. And, you know, the other thing as well is um, I have to give you a big, big up. And for those who don't know what big up is, a big appraisal. Because back home in London, we say big up. Big up. Okay? <laughs> a big appraisal that for someone to set a path rather than follow a trail yeah. takes not just a lot of guts, but a lot of personality, a lot of character. And we we salute you here at Pulse95 for setting an example in the UAE because it takes a lot, especially when there's no blueprint to follow, you know. And when you did that, how long has it been now for you now uh, practicing, let's say, before? Four and a half years. Wow. So for four and a half years, it's taken you to kind of, let's say, master your craft or get closer to where you want to get to. That's right. Um, what What's next? What's next for Ishtar Azawi? What's next? Well, this is all part of a legacy. Right. And, okay. you know, that is... What I want to do is I want to leave a legacy. This isn't about the medals, you know. It's about setting an example, you know, writing history. Right. Uh, what's next is uh, loads of competitions to come. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and with that, you know, I wanna I wanna dive into that a little bit. When you say with competitions, what kind of mindset do you get yourself set up to? Let's say, is it a month before? Is it two months before when you're gonna have a competition? I've learned to now have a constant winning mindset. Right. Uh, whereas before, I felt that, you know, being in a martial arts sport, you have to constantly be humble. Mm-hmm. I learned the hard way that sometimes you got to be your no- number one fan, you know, and I guess uh, that's the way forward for me, you right. know, is just to be my own number one fan, mm-hmm. to just keep that winning mentality always right. in training at work every day do you approach training like you approach competition this is just me observing the way you speak the way you carry yourself uh the awards are great and you know all credit for you because to win all those awards is amazing but that that winning mindset is what i'm kind of obsessed about in the sense that you you probably treat training like competition so it's not that far off yeah especially this year right and i think this year is where i started to really you know make uh, some some uh, get some great medals you know because um, I just completely had to change that mindset I had to go into that dojo and train every day as if I was competing mm-hmm. because I needed to know what would happen in competition you know I can't go in there half-hearted right I need to go in there as if I'm about to go compete and give it everything right right <laughs> yeah and and don't get me wrong Omar like there have been days where I would literally be crying in the dojo because yeah, yeah. I have given everything, you know. 
Yeah. So, uh, and that's the mentality that I take with me to the dojo every day during season. How inspiring. I mean, look, I've, I'm going to put my hands up here. I've been involved in, in, in mixed martial arts. <laughs> I haven't stepped foot in a dojo. It does take a lot. She almost choked me out off air, you know, when we were doing the promo for this. That's only behind the scenes footage, guys. If you are tuned into Pulse95, go on the Instagram live, text us on 4215, do, and let us know what you think. If you have any questions to shoot her way while she's here in the studio and while she's not busy winning awards, get on the message. Let us know what you think. Coming up next, equality in the modern game and how you can get involved and what obstacles do you face when you enter the dojo daily. Only here on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, for all my halftimers, if you miss an episode at Pulse 95 Radio, you can hear it back on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Simply type in the Halftime Show. Remember, this show is all about the listeners, so share, like, and send your thoughts. And why did you miss the show? What excuse do you have? It's Saturday. It's a beautiful day. It's three to four. So please, guys, show us the love. Show us the support. On today's show, on the halftime show, we have Ishtar Azawi. Ishtar Azawi, so far, it's been great. But it's going to be even better now because we're going to get into the topics. We spoke about equality. We spoke about the obstacles you face. Mm-hmm. But I want to I wanna know more about that. Now, Topic of the uh, topic of the, uh, discussion globally has been the equality for female icons, right? Now, when I think female icons, especially recently, I think of Serena Williams, Megan Rapinoe, Marta, and I put you in that category, Ishtar wow. Azawi. <laughs> Ishtar Azawi, I'm going to give you a round of applause here. You hear that? For Ishtar Azawi. Now, what... You said earlier you had obstacles in getting into the sport because predominantly it was a male sport. But now the UAE has given us that platform to be able to produce talent like yourself. Okay. But do you still feel that creeps in the sport? Or how is that now? Um, If we are to talk globally, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, But I definitely think that the UAE have set a benchmark inequality, um, especially with uh, equal pay. Um, I know that other federations around the world still haven't done that. There are some federations that still don't allow women to fight, but the UAE has definitely raised the bar very high. Love that. Big up the UAE. Yeah. Um, So, and in terms of training, you know, now there's more facilities for women to train at here. Private facilities, mixed facilities. And I think that's just great. And when when you train as the world champion, is there pressure on you to train at both so you can test your mitts against you know the the men as well in the sport or how is that in the UAE with you um personally myself I train on an all boys team right right so So the levels are higher I mean it depends Mm -hmm. (laughs) technically um I I wouldn't say higher right um physically yes right so it's more demanding physically it is okay okay and does that help you develop your strength 100% okay and regarding endurance how does that because you've got to stay in shape pretty much most of the year as how is the season you know because normally with jiu-jitsu you've got competitions competitions are there certain times where it's more quieter or are you consistently trying to stay in shape for the competitions so this is my quiet season Mm -hmm. and uh, during the season i just like to stay active lift a bit you know 
Right. Once I'm on season, um, it's literally six days a week, five hours a day. Wow. Of CrossFit, lifting, right. wrestling, judo, jiu-jitsu, everything. Wow. How, do, how do you juggle that with a life? <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say that I have one at the moment, to right. be honest. Right. But um, I think uh, the struggle is having a full-time job. Yeah. and uh, fitting in all that training and and hats off to you for doing that by the way when you reach the level that you're at yeah. to be able to to balance that life and we, we spoke earlier about lifestyle and we spoke about mindset and consistently trying to you know maintain that winning mentality you know i cannot tell you how much that's admirable from from my perspective not just as a as a person who's obviously obsessed with sports but someone that that can see someone reach their peak and still maintain that hunger that drive but on that now you said there's plenty coming up okay how especially in a quiet season how do you stay motivated i'm always hungry omar (laughs) (laughs) i like that i'm always hungry so i mean right now i'm not competing but you know like there's an itch inside of me where i i really want to go there are competitions going on but i've set my goals where i'm doing a seven seven month season right and i've already passed that so i'm really holding myself right right you know just because i won't be able to be consistent so it's a lot it sounds like a lot it is a lot okay but from from that let's say on a quieter season i want to dive into something else now um nutrition Mm. okay um lifting crossfit um wrestling uh jujitsu mixed martial arts striking okay just to name a few right um how is it that you can try and give the love to all the different martial arts as someone who's on top of their game at the moment so i would say that the everything else is uh, to complement right. my actual sport jiu-jitsu so yeah. if i was to say judo we would only do a bit of judo for the beginning of the fight right if i was to say wrestling it's just for certain parts of the fight that i would need base or yeah. pressure yeah crossfit you know just for the endurance for the strength so i i wouldn't say i'm fully into the other sports no the main focus is jiu-jitsu everything right. else is to complement jiu-jitsu right and and you know the the uae we mentioned that earlier is evolving into something great and not just for the opportunities it gives us yeah. But the fact that it promotes wonderful initiatives that families and children children can get involved in, right? And you lead the top of that tree by aspiring not just kids, not just females, but family to take part. What would be your message to, let's say, someone who's listening to this right now and thinking, oh, I, I want to try that out, but I'm not really sure. Just go for it. I yeah. mean, even it, I, I've, I've seen so many people like families come in, you know, the mom, the dad, the two kids. Right. It's a family sport. It's for everyone. Right. Any age, any size. There is no limitations. You right. know, it doesn't matter how old you are, what you do, if it's a full time thing. If you want to just have it as a hobby, you don't have to compete, you know, so just go for it. Amazing. Great insight on the world of jiu-jitsu with the world champion of jiu-jitsu, Ishtar Azawi. More coming up next on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Panduri on Pulse Welcome back to the Halftime Show. What a show it's been with Ishtar Azawi. Ishtar, plenty to ask about, plenty to go on. Um, what I do want to talk to you about is... 
One question we have in, which is coming right now. Ishtar, what would you say to all the little girls who want to compete in Jiu-Jitsu but are scared or fearful? There is absolutely no reason for you to be scared. Right. Um, you know, just like me, my coach says to me, there is nothing that the other girl has more than you, you know. Right. If you're training the same, then there's nothing to be scared of. Mm -hmm. She's she's just as scared as you are. Right, right. So you're both two human beings, yeah. with two hands, two feet. You know, there's nothing to be scared about. Just go out there and do it. Amazing, amazing. And, and touching upon, if you haven't uh, tuned into the segment today, you guys, you can find us on Apple Podcast uh, or SoundCloud, The Halftime Show. Um, Ishtar, you mentioned earlier um, just leaving your ego at the door. That's almost uh, unheard of now in, in most sports, let alone jiu-jitsu, okay? Um, how much does it take for you to do that? Uh, well, oh my, we get humbled on a <laughs> daily basis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's difficult, you know, it's difficult to go in there. Even, you know, sometimes we're all human. Mm -hmm. So even me, you know, I go in there sometimes like with that mentality that, yeah. you know, you can't choke me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until I get choked yeah, and I yeah. get humbled. Yeah. But I mean, I think uh, when I say leave your ego at the door, mm -hmm. that means keep an open mind, you know, learn from everyone. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I mean by leave your ego at the door. Right. So it's almost like being a sponge where you absorb exactly. all the information, all the education, all the skill set that is presented to you on the mat. And then you're able to kind of reflect on that later when the adrenaline has come down exactly. and when the emotions are down and you're at a position where you can um, really reflect on, you know, your skill set, right? That's right, yeah. Well, Cece, and I'm, I'm learning from you already. <laughs> I feel like I sound like a professional. I have never even done the sport, but that just tells you what I know. But um, that's the teacher that you, that's in you. And uh, and again, Ishtar, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for you to come on here. I know um, it's been a while where I've been trying to get you on the show. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it won't be the, the last time. Um, but um, now, for people to raise awareness like yourself... And uh, now that, you know, alhamdulillah, you're, you're at a platform where you can, how, how can people um, connect with you or how can people kind of know more about Jiu-Jitsu or understand more on social media? So I've opened up a platform. Okay. Uh, it's called IQ Pro X. IQ Pro, Pro X. X. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell so, me more about that. Yeah, we have, uh, we've opened up a page. The idea initially started with IQ Pro players. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a platform where we were looking for uh, Iraqi football players. And, nice. Um, yeah, it was like an agency. Okay. So we've tried to do the same idea with IQ Pro X. It's for individual sports. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of jiu-jitsu athletes. We've been able to find a lot of female Iraqi jiu-jitsu athletes. Nice, very I'm nice. I'm hoping we can form a female national team. Nice. And where, where can we find this page? Uh, on Instagram, IQ Pro X. Okay, okay. And, and they can connect with you on that? That's right, yeah. Right, okay. Or Ishtar Azawi. Or Ishtar Azawi, yeah. excellent. Okay, well, I know I'm definitely following. <laughs> and I know you've got more followers today from that. And um, something else I want to touch about. Now, do you follow any other sports? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not soccer. Football. Football, yeah, <laughs> we love that. Okay, good. So, we have a private joke here at the studio. If you are tuned into Instagram Live, you know why she said football and not soccer because that is the name of the sport, folks. It is football and not soccer. Um, do you support a team? Yes, I do. Can you please tell the lovely audience who you support? Arsenal. Oh, uh, one second. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you so much. It's not every day we get a world champion that supports Arsenal up in the studio on the Halftime Show on Pulse95. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, Ishtar, but recently uh, footballers get a lot of stick, okay? And sometimes they're, they're not the most, uh, let's say, uh, heroic, okay? Like jiu-jitsu or like mixed martial arts. Um, a certain Meza Ozil was in his G-Wagon in London with a teammate called Said Kolasinac, who uh, have just finished a preseason and two or three people decided to try and rob them, right? And yeah. uh, at knife point as well. Now, Said Kolasinac um, is known as quite a beast and uh, a tank and someone that you don't want to mess with. The Bosnian is uh, always looked at as the aggressor in our team, uh, in Arsenal's team. Um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help but mention that. Um, he actually barehanded, stepped out of the G-Wagon and fended off these two people at gunpoint. That's crazy. That's insane. That is crazy, Omar. <laughs> you know, I, I, when I saw that, it's gone viral now. When I saw that, I thought it was staged. I genuinely thought it was staged. I thought there's no way, but it's got all over the news now. Um, and now there's memes on yeah. if you ever want anything done, just go speak to Said Kolasinac. I'm not going to lie, Omar. If that was me, I would have run. <laughs> that's that's because you got the speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Ozel has the speed. He's quite lazy. He's a great footballer, ah. technically. Footballer, not soccer player. Uh, <laughs> technically. But he uh, he stayed in his car. Said Kolasinac ran out. Fended off the first one. Fended I'm sure those people that thought they were going to get an easy ride for Meza Ozel, who earns £350,000 um, a week, uh, and Said Kolasinac. But saying that um do you follow any other sports uh i do i follow um wrestling nice okay okay what else judo now okay <laughs> okay and and so if you would take up a sport mm. that's completely out of your comfort zone like you did with jiu-jitsu what would you take up well i've just recently started crossfit oh okay okay and that's a whole different world <laughs> looks like we're gonna have to get you on board for another show where we put Ishtar Azawi in a completely different comfort zone <laughs> on, on the world of CrossFit. Ishtar, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming down and uh, giving us a great insight on Jiu-Jitsu. I'm sure plenty are inspired. Uh, where do they follow you at? Ishtar Azawi or IQ Pro X. And you heard it first here on Pulse95. Guys, you've been a lovely audience. I hope you have a blessed day. It's been amazing here on Saturday. Find us on Pulse95radio.com or on omaraldouri.com or Ishtar Azawi. To hear more, it's on the Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. And our next show is going to be on Monday, 3 to 4. Stay tuned for more here only in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m. 